Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Beverly Flaxington. She's the author of The Essential Sales Guide for Entrepreneurs and Business Owners. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Taryn. Really happy to be here. So right off the bat, underneath your name on the cover of the book, it says The Human Behavior Coach. That grabbed my interest right away because it's a registered trademark. Yes, it is. Pretty cool. To what does that refer? So my journey has been trying to figure out from a human behavior perspective, what is it that holds us back? You know, why is it that some people are so successful, others struggle? How is it from a communication perspective we're so different? And so I really have kind of made it my life's work to figure out the what I call the human element in business, in life. And so over time, because a lot of what I do is coaching, I started to be referred to as the human behavior coach. So when I wrote my last book, I said, I'm going to trademark this and own it. All right, coach. So let's get into it. Um, This is your eighth book. Yes. Wow. Very (laughs) impressive. I was just curious. I'm sure many people would like to know, do the other seven deal with primarily human behavior or what? Because this is a business book. When did you kind of, you know, start mixing the two? So that's a really great question. My background really is as a business person. Okay. And that's kind of my affinity and my interest. But even in my corporate days, so to speak, when I had my corporate jobs, they would make little signs on my office. The doctor is in, <laughs> you know, the doctor is not available yeah. because people would come and just solicit information from me and help. So I always had that human behavior interest. And so Some of the books are more what we might call self-help oriented, but I have to tell you, Taryn, in a lot of cases, I thought I was writing a self-help book and then someone who would review it would say, this is one of the best business books ever because it helps leaders Mm. understand the people more. So you kind of fell into that naturally. Okay. So tell us about this book. Why this topic specifically, the essential sales guide, essential is in bold lettering in red. That's a very specific (laughs) word choice. (laughs) Yes, it is. So my personal journey was in sales. It was the type of thing that I fell into. I got an MBA, thought I was going to, you know, be in human resources doing all of this and took a sales job, not knowing really what is it, was I going to be good at it? Would I even like it? And so my journey was to climb the ladder, run sales organizations, build teams. And then in my own business, working a lot with people who are running their own businesses. Now, I also teach Entrepreneurship 101, small business management. And if there is one common theme, Taryn, throughout my journey, it's that people have such a misconception about what it really means to be a good salesperson or to sell effectively. Okay. So I felt like I really want to get the basic essential ideas out there so that somebody who has a great idea would have the ability to sell it, grow Mm -hmm. their business and be successful as a result. So it's really kind of a passion. No, and it's evident. So what is the misconception? The misconception is, if you think about it, you know, you're at a party, somebody's there with their kids, you have the most talkative one over in the corner. And what's the first thing somebody says? That boy, that girl, going to be a salesperson when they grow up. 
it's not about talking. Mm. It's about listening. It's about understanding people, solving problems. So I feel like we have to really change the whole viewpoint. A lot of business owners resist it because they think it's a negative thing to be associated with. So you think people aren't listening as well as, you know, they're focusing on the speaking portion. Would you say they're equally as important or listening is paramount? I believe that listening is paramount. So you want to have your story. You want to know why whatever it is, this great product idea, this professional service that you might sell, you certainly need to know why is what you're doing better, more effective, more alluring and appealing than what somebody else is doing who's competitive to you. So you have to be ready, of course, to talk. But if you don't listen first, you don't know what you should be talking about. True. What's also, you know, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> Absolutely. So to get to understand, though, what it is, but I think, Taryn, a lot of people have the idea, because I'm in love with what I do, you can see it. Right. And you might sit there and say, why yeah. does it appeal to me? Right. Exactly right. Uh, you mentioned small business. Do you have experience ownership in small businesses? I mean, your expertise seems to be in that. A lot. So I've worked a lot in large corporate environments, but um, over the years, because of running my own business, so I walked out of a very big corporate job to start my own business. Really had no idea what I was doing, what kind how of business? I was doing it. Consulting. So okay. uh, a lot of consulting and I work a lot with larger firms as well as a lot of smaller, sometimes it's one person or it could be five people, it could be somebody who's launching a new business idea. Okay. And it's just that the common theme is a resistance to selling. In fact, I like to, one of the things I like to say is sales is not a four letter word. <laughs> it's five because people actually look at it as that is a negative thing. And I don't want to be a salesy person, but you want to grow your business. <laughs> right. So the genesis of this guide, is this based on personal experience? Something, stuff you've observed or you've executed and you wish you could have done it differently. And that's what you're trying to you know, come get, get through in the book. That's a great insight. So I'd say it's kind of the intersection of the two, okay. right? So a lot of it is learning things on my own, figuring out what works and what doesn't, but then having coached and trained now thousands and thousands of people, right. I really do have a pretty good view on what's going to work and what's not and how to share the ideas with people who I know are resistant to them. You know, you're not trying right. to get them to say, I love being in sales, but you're trying to get them to see you can do it yeah. without feeling like you're a salesy person. Well, clearly you have a lot of experience. And as you said, you've, you've massaged it and you know, it works and what doesn't work, but you also know how to handle those who feel they can't be helped or set in their ways and how to navigate through that. It is a, it is a, a very specific step-by-step -step process based on your expertise, which I really appreciate. I'm just curious if you can share with us some of the genesis of that, because over the course mm -hmm. of your career, you've experienced so much. How, how did you narrow it down to these steps specifically? Because you, you have a section, the first section is improving your business from a sales perspective, mm -hmm. and then you pivot to you as a sales guru. Yes. So how did you sort of just pick those two lanes? Why not three lanes? And then how did you kind of narrow it down from there? So Taryn, if there's one thing that I have learned over the years and all the books I've written somewhat follow that same sort of philosophy, it's that you can't just 
pile a lot of information on somebody, especially if they're afraid of a topic, they're resistant to、mm. it, they have no context or background. You really do have to break down for somebody. Here's these ch- I call it chunks of information, right? Here's these chunks. Here's these things that you have to know and how you have to know them and how you have to think about them. So the first part came from working with businesses a lot and trying to diagnose if it's not working from a sales perspective. What's wrong? And a lot of times they think it's the people, right? We have to fire somebody. We have to hire somebody. But most of the time, it's something going on inside the business, something infrastructure related. So I felt like that's a really important thing to have that lens and be able to look at your business.、Mm. And then you, as a sales guru, you can fix absolutely everything, and you can even hire in great people. But if you don't embrace how to sell, what to do. Have some ideas about steps to take. You're not going to likely be successful because it doesn't become part of who you are, and it、right. really does have to be part of who you are as a business owner. Do you experience a lot of pushback from entrepreneurs <laughs> in general? And how do you how do you handle that?、And、that's、Beverly. where the human behavior coach bar goes <laughs> right, in, Taryn. That's true. Right. You know, in in and I mean that really in a serious vein because I am very respectful. Of the fact that people do have resistance, and you have to honor that. You know, I don't take the attitude to say, "Oh, you know, it's silly. You'll get over it."、Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to look at it this way. I do a lot of listening too, and try to understand where is that resistance coming from, and then what can we teach them? What can we give them that more fits them? And that I think is a lot of the secret to my personal success, but also from a sales perspective is. Back to that listening, getting to know that person. If they're resisting, I'm not going to fight through that resistance. I'm going to try to help them embrace it, but then figure out、right. what's the right step for you. C-suite radio. Yeah, I'm so impressed by the course of your career and and all the different different disciplines you've been involved in. So I'm just curious. There has to be Beverly, you know, one instance or an anecdote you could share with us where th- this was a challenge that you'd never seen before. You know, completely out of the box, where you thought, "Well, this is a new one," but but it, but a good thing because it you're going to learn from it and, and grow from there. Is there something you know, a nugget that <laughs> you could share with us in that vein? So I wish we had a few hours, Taryn, if <laughs> I could、too. go through all of the, <laughs>、right. all of. But you know, it's funny. Well, I I would share maybe on a personal level、uh, the first book I ever wrote. So I I teach, and I was asked to teach a graduate class called Dealing with Difficult People. Now a lot of times、oh, I love you, that title, right? A lot of times when you teach, they give <laughs> you the materials <laughs> in that.、Right. So, but they didn't give me any materials. So I said, well, what am I supposed to do? So started to think about my own journey. Of course, we have graduate students; they're all people in the work world. Anyway, they come to class, and of course, what did they want to do? They want to change all those difficult people out in their lives. Right. So we go through this journey together, and I help them see you really can't change others. All you can do is try to understand them. So they all clamored and said, "You know, you have to write this book." Well, you know, I run a business. I have three children. I do a lot of volunteer work. I travel, and I thought, how in the world is that even possible? It's not physically possible for me to do. But I felt like I have to do it, so I figured out how to do it. And then the journey of doing that, I did learn a lot about how to break things down, how to think about things differently, how to prioritize. So it just really did help me take that step back and be able to look at wow, the challenges that people face, and maybe、mm-hmm. 
become more respectful towards them. And rather than, okay, I'm always going to give you answers, right. try to help you figure out what's that journey to get to right. that answer. And say, right, that's a good point. Let's, let's work through that. Yes. What about someone who says, um, yeah, I listen, but my forte is speaking. <laughs> can someone who's a great speaker, can that supersede the listening part? And can, you know, would you say there are any salespeople out there who kind of go against, you know, the exception to the rule? that, you know, that, that side of it kind of makes up for what they lack in the listening part? So that's a really important insight because I do think that there are certain things that you can sell that by being very forceful, very persuasive, uh, very good at talking about whatever it is, you likely can sell a lot of it. The question is over time, when you sell it, is that a longer term relationship? Is that somebody who's going to say, oh, it was a great experience buying from Bev? Is that somebody who's going to really look at you as a person they can engage in relationship with? And I guess that to me is always the question. If I don't know a lot about you, but I've sold you something, how do I ever go back though and try to extend that relationship meet other people through you. It's very hard to do if I've done most of the talking and I don't know a lot about right. you. Okay. Now, what about the person, Beverly, who says, I am a great listener, but I need to work on my chat. <laughs> do you delve into that? And, can, and that said, can you teach someone to be a great talker? I mean, is that something that can be taught at the end of the day? Or does there need to be some natural, you know, innate ability? So... Another important piece, right? Because if you want to be a good salesperson, ultimately you have to go for that close. Ultimately, you have right. to tell me what is it that <laughs> you can listen all day yeah. long, but you know, right. and That's so not getting we part sell. friends, right. and I know a lot about you, but mm -hmm. my business isn't right. growing. It's been great listening to you. <laughs> In that, so you really do have to kind of teach people how to listen enough. Mm -hmm. You know, so the reality is, and it depends on the business, right? There's certain businesses where I do want to know a lot about my customer, a lot about my client, because that's going to help me help them over time. In other situations, I just want to know enough about what you're dealing with to know, is my product or my service the right solution? But yes, I have to be able to share what it is why it's beneficial to you. So we call that the so what. Uh -huh. Why is that beneficial? And then eventually, Taryn, I have to ask you for the business. Okay. But is it teachable? It is absolutely for, teachable. For people that are a little skeptical about going into it, saying, ah, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not salesy. And we all know what that salesy term means. Yes. How do you, you know, get through that? And so it is giving people language that they can use. It's asking them to practice with language. I'm a big fan of role play, of honestly looking in the mirror in the morning, trying out different things, practicing on somebody who may be friendly towards you. It really is, I call it shifting. I mean, it's shifting away from what you're doing that's not working and just slowly maybe mm -hmm. trying to incorporate something new and see if it can work for you. But it does take practice. And each of us has to figure out for ourselves, the words I might use might not be the ones you would use. Right. So I might give you an example. And that's what I do a lot of in the book. Here's an example, but then you have to own it and make it yours. But I'm convinced, Taryn, after working with so many people, everyone can learn it. Mm -hmm. They just have to do it in their own style. Right. And it's also a process. It's understanding that Rome wasn't built in a day. And you try. It doesn't work. You try something else. You don't give up. 
Exactly. I think a lot of people fall victim to that. And you think about the core attribute, right, of a good salesperson really is persistence. Mm -hmm. You have to be persistent. Mm -hmm. And I think the other piece is you have to separate because someone says no to me doesn't necessarily mean it's personal, right? right? And it's about me. And a lot of people take that on and own it. And so we try to teach them, you have to be objective about it. Right. Uh, I'm always curious in your line of work, outside of a professional setting, in your personal world, Mm -hmm. do you encounter people that impress you from a sales perspective and you go, wow, that person was really good. Or they did something that I've never seen before. I have to put that in my back pocket. You know, I'm not talking about in a professional setting, which I'm just, you know, daily, maybe it's in a retail setting, maybe it's online, something. Do you do you encounter encounter that often or is it a rare occurrence? So I would say, so I feel like I am a student all the time, right? right? And I'm paying attention. Uh-huh. Um, one very funny story I'll tell you. I once took a cold call at home. It was a financial advisor calling us. The, these were a little bit the days before those do not call lists. Right. And he did such a poor job that I actually started coaching him on the oh. phone and he became a client of mine no <laughs> and really wow. did an incredible job growing his business. But just as often I will find somebody and I constantly them. I say to them, you know, I'm a sales aficionado. I'm fascinated by it. And I just really want to compliment you. An excellent job asking good questions, listening, maybe suggesting something to me that I wasn't even thinking about. So you've picked things up along Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, the book is terrific. It's your eighth book. Congratulations. But it's so Thank insightful you. because again, you bring that whole human behavior aspect to it, which is a totally different way of looking at things uh, and seeing things through a different lens. So congratulations. And we look forward to book number nine. Thank you very much. Thanks, Beverly. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.